0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, February 29th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. It didn't begin with burning Qurans. The trust between Afghan governors, security forces, and American occupiers has been diminishing for a long while. The price of that mistrust is now becoming more clear. U.S. commanders pulled military personnel from Afghan government ministries. U.S. soldiers working with Afghans have been instructed to keep their distance. NATO, Britain and France have pulled coordinators. On Sunday, demonstrators hurled grenades at a small U.S. base in northern Afghanistan. On Monday, a suicide bomber rammed his vehicle into the gates of a NATO base and airfield in eastern Afghanistan, killing nine people. Despite all this, there are renewed calls to stay the course in Afghanistan. Malou Innocent, foreign policy analyst at the Cato Institute, says for these and other reasons, it's time to leave Afghanistan. If you read news reports, they indicate that, look, because of this uh, burning of Korans, whether intentional or not, uh, because it has occurred, it has inflamed tensions, and therefore it has complicated the withdrawal from Afghanistan, which... If somebody follows what Malou Innocent has written, it wouldn't necessarily complicate withdrawal. It would make withdrawal uh, more clearly the choice to make.
1: Right. I think that a lot of people who are saying that this complicates the mission, it complicates the mission if the mission is to stay indefinitely. And certainly that's what many people, either in the White House or the Pentagon, uh, would want because the gains have been so extremely tenuous, whether that's the increase in the civilian casualties over the past five years, as the U.N. has found, uh, whether that's the increase in night raids and ground assaults that have agitated a great number of the Afghan people, whether that's the increased feeling of a cultural imposition from the West and coalition forces. Um, These broader dynamics were sort of um, set off by the recent Quran burning, but there are deeper systemic problems with the mission that explain why we see so much writing and the violence and the killings. Um, this isn't just because of a Quran. It's because of the ongoing problems with the mission, the fact that uh, not only is there an increase in civilian deaths, but also the loyalties of, of many Afghans are split, uh, not just to the central government in Kabul, but to, to local uh, district mullahs who may double as a Taliban operative. I and mean, these are sort of the complicated allegiance issues uh, that certainly don't bode well for the mission. But again, it underscores why we've had, have been having so many problems 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 and why it's necessary to expedite a
0: withdrawal. The president is sort of put in a no-win situation. Uh, This is a counterinsurgency campaign, so it is important to be very sensitive to the cultural uh, desires um, within Afghanistan, but also there is a large group of people who see the president of the United States making apologies for uh, these types of missteps, and I'll, I'll assume that it was, a, it was an error. It was a mistake. Uh, and, and say, well, look, he's weak. He's kowtowing to uh, foreign leaders without really understanding that, that this is a counterinsurgency campaign and, and this is – sort of part of the deal.
1: I think the people who are attacking President Obama are doing so for political gain. I think those who do follow the war, those who are on the ground would say that it was the right move um, to have the military and to have the White House begin these apologies and continue these apologies. It's unfortunate that this was done in the context of the rioting and the shootings, uh, the killings of the two U.S. soldiers in the interior ministry just last Saturday. Also, just the ongoing rioting that's been happening. It appears that the administration condones the killing of U.S. citizens, and that's definitely not the case. That's why I think a lot of the criticisms leveled against the, the administration are just really political.
0: And what of this these, these killings that have occurred? Uh, it's our job to be training uh, Afghans to look after their own security, to give Kabul relatively greater authority in the country than than, than these regional groups?
1: Well, the central government remains incredibly unpopular, deeply corrupt, and incredibly weak, especially in the the sort of rural areas of the country. And we tried to expand that over the past several years. But we also saw, again, the increase in civilian deaths. Um, And that's, of course, uh, undermining the, the the direct goal of counterinsurgency, which is to win the hearts and minds. Um, but, you know, we should be very used to these sorts of apologies, uh, number one, because if our goal is to win the support of the Afghan people, um, then we need to be extremely sensitive about uh, trampling on their traditions and norms. Um, but I think that, Going forward, um, if we're going to try and decide to do more of these counterinsurgency campaigns, uh, we need to begin to bend over backwards uh, repeatedly, uh, quite often. I'm surprised, actually, that we're you haven't seen even more apologies coming from this administration, given the increase in civilian casualties over the past five years. Um, th- these are issues that uh, have been bubbling under the surface, and they finally just ruptured uh, just this past week, but there has been a great deal of cultural tension between Americans and Afghans, and it's it's unfortunate, especially right now, for those who are proposing to stay indefinitely in Afghanistan, because we do have civilian and military advisors embedded in many Afghan ministries. And just recently, now you see the United States and Britain and France now pull those military advisors out. This may jeopardize the long-term mission in terms of training and advising the security forces. So this should be, in fact much easier for the president to expedite the withdrawal from Afghanistan, especially given how tenuous our supply lines into are into Afghanistan, whether that be through Pakistan or the exorbitant costs through you know Russia's back door uh, that we're paying uh, to go through and supply the forces who are there right now. Um, unfortunately, I think a lot of our forces are sitting ducks uh, in Afghanistan. And the quicker we can get out, I think the more freedom of movement we have to go after real threats to the United States.
0: William Niskanen was the long-term Uh, chairman of the Cato Institute, who passed away last year. But uh, some of his more critical work and academically was in the field of bureaucracy. And he uh, pointed out in many places, uh, not just in his work uh, for the Rand Corporation in the Pentagon, but uh, bureaucracy generally, that we would be concerned normally in the private sector with the under-provision of public goods. With bureaucracies, we should be concerned more about over provision. That is, we have budget-maximizing bureaucrats. So watching all of these events unfold in a counterinsurgency campaign that is, is clearly falling apart, it, should it really surprise people? that uh, there are such vigorous defenders of this effort in Afghanistan?
1: No, not at all. I, in fact, it's, it's sort of par for the course. And I sort of look at it in the, in the sense of between you know, private actors and public actors, and I'm happy you phrased the question this way. The, I can't imagine any private company or corporation spending 8 to $10 million for something that is unachievable or potentially unachievable you want to have sort of set metrics to determine the the signals that you're getting in terms of whether you're actually achieving what you're set out to achieve and The fact that the government can spend this much money on a mission that it it lacks clearly defined goals, uh, the security gains are always unsustainable or reversible and fragile, um, you would never see this in sort of a private entity. It's only when you have the unlimited purse strings provided by Congress that you have these long counterinsurgency missions, people asking for more troops, more resources, more time, more patience. But clearly, Afghans don't have a great deal of patience. Many Americans have turned away from this war, and rightly so. So, um, so I think that Niskanen's observation was exactly right. And it also applies to broader war on terror policies. Um, we don't really see a great deal of the costs, at least that are borne by by foreign civilians, um, in terms of the the drone operations or whether that's, you know, putting American citizens on a secret kill lists and killing them without due process, uh, whether that's the expansion of drone campaign in Somalia and Yemen. Um, certainly, we can achieve our goals uh, and direct our 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 firepower more narrowly and more judiciously against threats to the United States. Uh, but the fact that we have those in the White House and the Pentagon that can always argue uh, for for endless streams of support and money uh, means that this public choice issue uh, will always be present in foreign policy until more Americans understand that this is how wars work. This isn't necessarily something that's exclusive to education or trade or domestic policies. This definitely applies to foreign policy, even more so because uh, officials can get away with more in foreign policy.
0: If the president were to wake up tomorrow and say – we're getting out of afghanistan there are large indications that early in his administration he was actually focused on uh, a, a quick uh exit from afghanistan what would you how what would you how would you advise him to sell it
1: i would advise him to sell it in terms of you know we've done all we can uh for the afghans we've largely overstayed our welcome and You know, initially, uh, many Afghans were receptive um, to U.S. and coalition assistance. Uh, This is contrary to what many actually believe now. uh, But many Afghans took a sort of wait-and-see approach uh, to what the coalition would do. It was over the next several years where many Afghans sort of turned against the the mission. They sort of saw this, again, as a cultural imposition um, on them and on their values and on their society. And that's completely understandable and completely legitimate. I think that the president can easily couch this in a way that the American public would be for. It's unfortunate that's an election year because um, I think, as we mentioned earlier, um, some of the GOP candidates are unfortunately taking a lot of gratuitous pot shots at a time where you know people are being killed in the streets of Afghanistan, whether that be American or Afghan. And this isn't really the time to play political football with this issue.
0: Malou Innocent is a foreign policy analyst at the Cato Institute. You can read more of her work at Cato.org.